Hello and welcome to episode 124 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? It's good man, it's good. We're nearly at the end of the year. I know, just a few, a mere few weeks now, maybe I would say this show and maybe one other and then we'll be doing our sort of big year ender. Um, we're already prepping that behind the scenes, that's always very exciting. Um I hope you guys enjoy it as well. But yeah, it's, it's always such a great time right now, you know, to look back on the year and be like, how was this year? You know, because we know that how much we loved 2017 um, was such a landmark year still for horror, even looking back on it now. Um, so how will 2018 stack up? Well, we, we shall see in a few weeks. Well, we um, saw a lot of goddamn movies in 2018. and did. Yes, we did see a lot of movies. And we saw <laughs> another movie uh, this week, which we thought we would never see. Um a movie that is pretty much, I'm sure it probably got mentioned on like our first ever episode. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's just been on our slate of like, this movie comes out in two weeks time for like, I know. since, since yeah, the first couple of months of the show. I feel like it would be a good joke just for when you do your upcoming movies for next year. Just throw this on there. Like, oh, this and Jeepers Creepers 3 are going to stay yeah, on there because they're a staple of my list. Like, <laughs> the I old copy and paste. Both those fucking movies this year. Yeah, well, I mean, Jeepers Creepers free—that was a hell of a movie. So uh, we'll yeah. see how Death House, uh, Death House plan uh, panned out. Um, but first, yeah, there's a little bit of news here. Um, I'm just going to add this sort of—it's not really hugely newsworthy, especially because we talked about it last week. Um, we talked about the Happy Death Day to You trailer. Um, I mean, I'm happy kind to of, keep talking about it. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, but obviously, we got to see it on the big screen. We were super hyped. Um, in the past week, that has now been released online. Um, so yeah, oh, we I'm put watch it, it again. Yeah, um, it's really excuse really me cool. while my uh, mic is muted for two and a half minutes. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's really awesome. Like, I'm glad people can see it now, and yeah, it's, it's I can't wait, man. Like next year, it's gonna be awesome. Um, That's so good. So yeah, definitely check it out if you haven't already. Um, and this first news story, oh, this is this is a doozy and a fun one. Um, there's been a lot of talk on the show recently about Tony Todd. Um, yeah, there'll be God. more talk about Tony Todd because this is another film this week that we're going to be talking about him. And obviously a lot of talk he about Candyman. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of talk about Candyman, obviously, because we, we discussed obviously watching the new Arrow release over Halloween and how awesome it was. Um, and I think there was definitely strong rumors about this. I believe Bloody Disgusting was one of the first sort of websites that posted this a couple of months ago. Mm. Um, so we probably talked about it on the show. Um, but it has now since been confirmed. Uh, so for people that Crazy. have no idea what we're talking about, basically the, uh, Jordan Peele's production company, Monkey Paws Productions, um, have got the rights and have confirmed that they are essentially remake is a weird word for this we'll come back to that but yeah there's going to be a new Candyman movie released yeah. in 2020 it's um, almost like the fede kind of evil dead type thing like mm. we're you know we're just getting bare bones you know it's going to be say his name five times in the mirror just go do you know what i mean what, what else do you need exactly because yeah, especially i think a lot of these production companies as well and the people talking they they feel like the word remake is such a dirty word in it's horror it's become a dirty word now hasn't it exactly like, so they they want to take the halloween approach and just be like yeah it's kind of we're going to redo a lot of the same things but it's going to be <laughs> so they're going to set it after movie. so they're going to ignore uh farewell to flesh and just i hope so for the <laughs> i hope so as someone who just watched that um but they're going to keep i don't know fucking festival for blood children of the bees what the hell is the third uh, one called i don't know something um called children of the bees but yeah we've got a few sort of um i guess more information about this uh june 2020 so a long time away um it's got a uh director nia da costa um i believe she's sort of a, it's a female director who's sort of an up-and-comer i think she only has one directorial credit behind her um 
the, the way I kind of view this is very much like what um, JJ uh, Abrams is doing with his sort of bad yeah. robot productions. You know, he picks these these creators that are either don't have any full length movies or they have short movies, but they have cool ideas and they kind of put them to these projects, you know, and we, we've seen that through multiple movies, you know, obviously the main two that we've kind of covered for the show, um, 10 Cloverfield Lane and most recently Overlord. Um, we absolutely adored both of those movies and they were very much from people that weren't on our radar before, but they certainly are now. Um, so I think this is cool. And also the other aspect of it, I think that is most exciting is that Jordan is writing the screenplay for this. Yeah. Which um, is crazy. Yeah, I think that's the biggest news really. Cause when, I, when I heard his production label, we're going to, you know, obviously be involved. It's kind of like, that's cool and everything. And obviously mm. talking about JJ and his pedigree that he's kind of brought through, but we're not, we, we don't know what Jordan can bring to the table in this sort of role. Yeah, like as yeah. a producer. So, yeah, exactly. So like I was kind of tentatively excited and obviously I'm excited about a Candyman reboot. But when I heard he was penning the script, that got me really excited. Yeah. I mean, it, we have to look at this as the way of, you know, a, a guy who's just won the Oscar for writing and yeah. he is now going to be writing a Candyman <laughs> quasi sequel. Like how bloody bizarre is that, that this is the world we live in now? Um, that like Oscar winning writers are writing Candyman movies. Like I just find that so bizarre and awesome. Um, So yeah, I guess to my question was going to be really like, what, what is your take on this news story? Like, is this exciting to you? Are you against it? Are you backing it? What what is the deal? Oh, I'm, I'm 100% up for it. Yeah. I'm, I'm so buzzed for it. I can't wait. I, 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 it's interesting to see exactly like what scale we get because you know, when, when you say like, you know those words the fact that he's just won an oscar for writing like what sort of talent will this attract or will mm. it be kind of low-key what sort of releases is going to get like when's michael b jordan getting announced you know <laughs> i was <laughs> just you literally took the words out of my mouth <laughs> obviously i said it as a joke um a couple of weeks ago really and like yeah hashtag michael b jordan for Candyman, get it going guys like it's um, gotta happen you know um, but it's just kind of it's crazy like i yeah i can't there's nothing but positivity right now like from my point of view yeah definitely like i'm i'm kind of definitely more positive than negative you know i'm not fully against the project but i i think that Candyman for me is a weird one because i always look at the movies individually and be like which movies do i think are ready for a remake and obviously having just watched the original um i think it just still stands alone so well um and it's not a movie that i rewatch or go back to now and be like yeah this really needs a remake because i i watched it again in 2018 and just thoroughly enjoyed it yeah um, so from that aspect of it definitely not but in the aspect of i love Candyman and i love the people involved then yeah i'm excited from that point of view and i'll definitely get more um, excited once we know the cast as well because that's yeah like for me whenever i whenever we kind of i haven't watched Candyman in a while Mm. i'm always like oh i love the idea of say his name five times and he comes after you and the urban legend and all of that stuff and then obviously when you watch Candyman, that's not overly what it's about yeah that one character's kind of journey into kind of insanity almost and kind of, you know, everyone not believing her and, and kind of ultimately, you know, how much of how much is Candyman actually there, you know, when you, you, you could ask really. Mm. Whereas um, I really like the idea of it just being this cool urban legend where you say his name and, and not so deep on the other stuff and just kind of being this, you know, Thing, you know actually more about Candyman and that sort of thing which we we don't get from the original and especially because this isn't a remake i'm i'm up for it just being you know that sort of thing um and just a fun ride based off that really yeah definitely like i I completely agree you know this is definitely one that i am excited for and and jordan for me is definitely in that handful of names where it's like if you had to pick you know 
five mm. people that you're most excited about in the horror genre like he would absolutely be one of them um and so that news alone it's like you know whenever fede does something it's like i don't care what it is fede's attached like i'm i'm, I'm intrigued um and so yeah i guess from from one filmmaker that we love to another one um mike flanagan um of course at one of our absolute favorites take, of the show. take a rest man take, take a rest <laughs> yeah so, so <laughs> i find this um news story fascinating really and a bit surprising and i'm a bit sort of um it's one where I look at and I go, what's going on here? So basically, obviously, we know that kind of post wrapping the Haunted of Hill House, um, his next project being Doctor Sleep. Um, mm. That was ongoing. Yeah, he has... don't take a rest. Go for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he's kind of essentially wrapped. So they've officially wrapped on Doctor Sleep. So they've finished shooting the project. It's this guy's out. Uh, so, yeah, he put a quick statement out that reads... Um, so that's a wrap on Dr. Sleep. It's been a long, crazy, truly unique experience. I read the novel as soon as it came out back in 2013, fascinated and moved by the epic story of Dan Terrance and Abra Stone, but I never imagined for a moment that I'd be the person to bring it to the big screen. Uh, it's been an honor to spend the last five months with this fantastic cast and crew and be trusted with Stephen King's extraordinary story. Uh, one of the highlights of my career, without a doubt. Um, so this is really cool. That's and obviously, incredible. Yeah. For, for people that don't know, um, this is coming out in January 2020. Um, so again, like the last project, very very far away um i'm just kind of surprised because if they're wrapped now why is this not a 2019 release is i guess my uh, only question um so that's kind of what surprises me um obviously we're super excited for this uh, have you have you read any of dr sleep no i haven't yet i've got the audiobook kind of lined up really yeah. when i have space it's kind of ready to go because I, I, yeah. I was i literally got the book the as soon as it came out and then just yeah around to actually read it <laughs> yeah like i i remember hearing about this from you you know like, yeah i was I buzzing idea. like i got the got it, i just read uh the shining and was like mm. oh i'm down for this and then yeah just never actually got to read it when i, yeah. when, I when i got it in my hands yeah so the, i mean yeah like you say this is obviously exciting like i wish it was sooner because it does seem weirdly far out um this new story that i'm reading here as well says that it hits theaters january 2020 but mm. i could have sworn this was a netflix release um i thought it was as well but interesting to see whether it might be you know a limited theatrical release that is a netflix movie because yeah a movie like this that is such a huge part of a massive franchise it does seem weird that it wouldn't get a big release um mm. obviously mike has is has got such an amazing relationship with netflix um obviously he's done like his last two movies have been exclusive to netflix that were both fantastic and then obviously with the haunting of hill house um but yeah super exciting like you say, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised that he's wrapped but yeah it's, it's really really cool um this next one's just like a, a very small quote um, surrounding A Quiet Place and talking about the potential sequel. Um, again, 2020 release. Um, so it's pretty insane that we've had three back to back. To be fair, I was just reading. It's got like a pretty good cast, like Dr. Sleep. Just going back to that. Oh, yeah. yeah it's got like Ewan McGregor. And... Ewan McGregor is the lead. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Mm. Yeah. He's like the grown up Danny, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously, with with him, like we we know that his one of the strongest things about all of Mike's projects, like his casting, is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I have no doubt that they're going to knock it out of the park on that one. Um, but yeah, this next one, obviously, about a quiet place. Just a, a couple of quotes, really, with John talking about it. Um, he was just saying that he doesn't really see it as a sequel. Um, he, he's categorizing it more as just world building. Um, and then Emily basically said that she kind of sees it as like a second book in a series of books and a, and a widening of the world. It's not necessarily right. a continuation of the story. Um, I thought that was interesting. I think it was something that's been hinted at before. Um, 
I think it was something that we spoke about on the show as well of like, yes, the world, you know, the use of sound, all that stuff is awesome. Do we necessarily need to see this family again? Probably not. You know, I think their story was told per- beautifully and, and was very satisfying the ending. Mm. Um, we don't need to see, you know, what happened at the end of that movie. Like, I'm totally fine with that where, you know, if they take a step back. And- yeah. what, what I would kind of love is just almost like a way of um, Emily Blunt just kind of communicating it. To, to individuals like you know the kind of not not to kind of spoil quiet place but kind of you know the, actually given given like that could be the the interaction that she kind of tells people what, she, what they've learned from their experience and kind of mm. that's the only thing really however that's communicated kind of across the board and I'd, I'd enjoy that as kind of like the thing where it's kind of like more of an easter eggy type thing or and that sort of thing instead of kind of like yeah actually seeing these characters again but i trust whatever the hell they do man because that movie's fantastic yeah for sure but yeah it's just any excuse to talk about it really but i thought that was pretty interesting i um, will be talking about it in a couple of weeks bro yes don't we will you, don't you worry um but yeah, this final one, just a, again, a very small one, but I like seeing this because it's it's about the Cloverfield Paradox. Um, it's basically getting hey man, a DVD and Blu-ray release. Talking about uh, Death House. I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we talked about this before. Netflix releases and kind of, if you're a big fan of them, you know, getting that physical copy. Yeah, um, it's something that we're obviously big hoarders and we like our Blu-ray releases. And especially with the amount of extras and stuff you get on it is very much what pulls me in um, with a lot of these Arrow releases as well. Um, and and then I think we talked about it because I know Anni- I think Annihilation might have got maybe in just the US only a Blu-ray release. I know, I'd like I'd like a Blu-ray of that. Definitely. And so like, this is cool. So um, the Cloverfield Paradox is getting a Blu-ray and DVD release in February next year um it's also part of a cloverfield collection with all three movies and it's got a bunch of like different special features you know as a making of documentary and that sort of stuff but yeah like i really want to see more of this from netflix i think we mm-hmm. spoke about it before you know like a a stranger things blu-ray box i'm sure that problem might might exist but you know like haunted of hill yeah House. i thought that did but i might like be wrong. i remember us both saying like i wanted gerald's game on blu-ray because it was yeah. one of my favorite movies you know i wanted to have it sitting on my shelf and, and to support that project even more than just watching it on netflix yeah um but yeah, especially because you, you see this in video game world as well for people that don't know. There's like, obviously, a lot of video games are digital only these days. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of the ones that are real fan favorites, they get what these called like limited run games. So they get these smaller physical releases. Um, and it's just a really nice gift if you are such a huge fan of a game that is like a smaller, you know, video game, not one of the big AAA releases. Um, and I think that would be cool in movies, you know, like these smaller yeah, projects to get these releases. Um, and so, yeah, I, I just thought this was a nice one because I'm probably going to pick it up because i just want to have all the cloverfields on blu-ray why not why the hell not man exactly Especially if you had overlord to that oh overlord what a movie <laughs> can we just talk about that again because that yeah. movie was really good yeah we do um, like i say anything no, you want man no let's do it let's let's talk God about death house Where are where to begin with this little movie? The movie we never thought we were going to see. Yeah, so obviously we, we gave a little bit of a background in the intro where like this has been on our radar for God knows how many years. Um, I guess for people that don't know anything about this, explain why. Why would this be on a horror fan's radar? <sighs> I mean, having seen it, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even set you up for a distance. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I mean, so this this movie was kind of originally on our radar, probably probably when it was in kind of you know, I mean, it was in production hell for a long time. But basically, mm. it was originally um, written by the late Gunnar Hansen. Mm. Um, and kind of, you know, he had this idea of almost coming up with, and it was dubbed the, the Avengers of horror movies, where it was kind of all of the, the <laughs> guys that you know and love from, like, basically classic 80s horror, horror were going to be in this. Um, you know, and there were talks at, like, Robert England and Doug Bradley and then um, Tony Todd and kind of um, Kane Hodder and kind of all of these guys kind of all going to be in this like ensemble horror movie where they all just play badass kind of villains and God knows what the hell happens. Mm. Um, somewhere between now and then we, th- there was probably about 16 different movies shot. I'm pretty sure most of the guys I named never actually <laughs> saw anything more than a script. Um, and uh, I feel like the script must've changed like a thousand times. Yeah. Well, obviously then, with, it, with it being uh, unfortunate that what happened with Gunner obviously passing. Um, yeah. God knows well, how many rewrites happened post that. Because when the hell did we start this show? Like we started in 2016, March. Yeah. So Gunner died in 2015. Yeah. So like we knew about this movie way before his death. Exactly. As well. So like you know this is this is how long this this movie's kind of been kind of in some sort of production hell for mm. years and years and years. Um, we eventually kind of get to the point that the movie's made, and we get like a pretty decent like cast you know that, that gets put together for this kind of you know we don't get the big one for me which was robert england i'd love to have seen like him in this movie before i'd seen it and <laughs> but but we get kind of you know a lot of the guys that i named like kane hodder we get tony todd we get bill mosley we get sid haig michael berryman barbara crampton like we get a pretty crazy good list of like you know horror movie stars mm. um one that like i think i'd be pretty happy with like um you know if i was kind of trying to make this crazy ensemble like they do a pretty good job oh 100 um, i think it's way better than you could possibly imagine for, yeah. for a level of this you know yeah. this small indie movie like they like you say there's only a handful of people they didn't get they got a vast majority of the people yeah. you would expect them to get exactly um so you know that, that's pretty cool man and then and so like the the the, the plot of this movie i guess is is kind of like the <laughs> Yeah, this is where this is where it starts to basically everything up to this point is good, guys, and then mm. and then we start to get the plot and the movie, and it yeah, it all crashes and burns. Um, so I mean, basically, Death House is this um, supermax prison that's been designed to kind of house the craziest, kind of most you know dangerous inmates known to man, and um, they're kind of being held there and being experimented on maybe and kind of brainwashed by these kind of doctors that are trying to obviously they just have free reign basically to do what they want to experiment on these guys because they've just you know been sentenced there from the you know terrible crimes they've done um and so we get introduced to kind of this prison early on and then basically we we these two um characters that are are they police officers or what are they they're they're special agents special agents okay (laughs) yeah fine so these two special agents come for like a tour of the prison and we'll get into what the hell this tour actually means because i'm not sure um but but basically halfway through the tour um the prison goes into lockdown and a load of the inmates kind of start to escape and um it's all about our two special 
officers trying to keep the inmates trapped and kind of ultimately try to get out of the prison um i mean i guess that's somewhat of a plot i mean i'm struggling mm. man because this movie makes no goddamn sense um, yeah that's very much like uh, a if you had to try and explain it to someone <laughs> the most layman term possible because when you actually watch the movie this doesn't feel like what was actually happening no but but somewhere along the line it kind of happens mm. um the prison itself is like quite a cool I- idea where it, it's almost like the hive from resident evil where it's all mostly underground and kind of the lower they go the more like dangerous that the the criminals get and i quite like that as a concept that like you know these the the crate and like the absolute crazy guys they're called like the something or other five like i don't know the deadly mm. five i don't know and and they're they're kind of um that's where you get a couple of our kind of cool cameos uh michael berryman and bill mosley being the kind of two main ones down there of the five um and and that was that was cool. Like it had it had these moments where I was like, what what I want from pretty much every movie like this is basically Thirteen Ghosts, mm. where I want like a little, I want a cool badass kind of bad guy, and then we get a little like two minute video of them like actually rampaging and doing their crimes, and then behind bars like all crazy, um, and we don't we don't really get that in this we don't we get like a little bio screen and kind of get told what they did but we never actually get to see these guys as a villain we only get to see them as an inmate which is which is one of my massive kind of of many problems i have with this movie as i start to unpack it but so many of these awesome actors you know genre actors don't actually get to be the characters that they are in all of the films that you love them in they're just kind of Mm. these subdued kind of trapped kind of prisoners um but I guess that's kind of going more into review. So, I mean, the, yeah, that's my synopsis, man. What did you think yeah. of this pile of garbage? It was just so, <laughs> it was so confusing to watch because, like you say, on, on paper, I feel like this is a fairly easy thing to make at least a somewhat satisfying movie. Um, once you, you've got the hard part, you know, you've got mm. all these people signed on who are like these horror legends and icons, and you, it's just fun to see them. You know, you yeah. get that nostalgia kick. You're like, oh, look, there's, you know, uh, Michael Berryman and there's Bill Mosley, you know, and Sid Haig. But, once you actually sit down and watch this movie, like it's such a chore to get through. Um, it feels so long. It takes so long to get going in any sort of capacity. Um, it's also like, it's just a mess of a movie in terms of like the visuals. I mean, we'll have to get into it, but it's like, this movie is super weirdly sci-fi. Um, almost also, more than it is horror. And it's really weird. Talking about visuals, you cannot see a goddamn thing for like 20 minutes of this movie. Mm. You know, that there are scenes when the, when the kind of what, what, actually causes the the inmates to break out like the power outage i i, I mean i'm no to stay awake but something yeah. happens anyway and um when 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 that kind of happens um so many scenes are shot really dark so that you really struggle to see what's going on and there were there were scenes where i was just seeing like two or three lights and no faces and people having conversations and i was like jesus christ it's like i'd say it was it looks like it was shot on an iphone Mm. But we've seen a film this year that was shot on an <laughs> iPhone, and that film looked way better than this trash. <laughs> yes, it did. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I can't even use that as an insult these days. <laughs> yeah. It's like the one thing for kind of if people haven't seen this, that it's, it's hard to get through um, just talking about it. But like this movie has a weird look to it where a vast majority of the scenes are shot on green screen. 
um, yeah. which was clearly kind of their, their idea of, right, we only have Sid Haig for a day. What do we do? Well, he's going to come into our studio. He's going to sit in front of a green screen. He, a green screen. He's going to act all Sid Haig in, and we're going to somehow cram that into the movie. Yeah. Um, and that's, it, that's what the entire movie feels like. It's these multiple scenes and vignettes, which just have no connection at all. They're all shot in different ways. They all have different lighting. The green screen looks better in some scenes than it does in <laughs> others. Like, it's just yeah, it's well, all over the shop. I guess kind of like unpacking, trying to actually figure out what happens in this movie, which is a journey we might have to take together because <laughs> I don't goddamn know. But basically, like our two special agents, they they kind of we get we get the open. I mean, we need to start right at the beginning. We get this opening scene with Tony Todd, mm. where he's being like a creepy kidnapper guy that kind of has this victim, and he's being all creepy. He turns on a tap, and maybe blood comes out of it, and and kind of it all happens and i'm kind of like oh this is weird what's going on and then it kind of cuts to like uh, uh, the, the agents going into the prison and tony todd isn't referenced again until the end of the movie i have no idea yeah. what that scene actually means like I, I i don't understand what that is in context to the film at all hmm. um well they clearly got him to sign onto the movie late and so he just films the opening scene and the closing scene yeah, but there's no nothing to do with the movie. yeah it has nothing to do with anything <laughs> like there was some screaming in the background so maybe he was near the prison i don't know hmm. but then um so like our characters go into this prison and they they instantly get put into like this virtual reality headset where they relive like their their past crimes and it seemed mm. like both of them had done some fairly horrific things yeah um so i was kind of thinking like are they actually being checked into the prison and are they they do they just think they're these special agents that are visiting or what the hell's going on there because um basically like the the guy has slit someone's throat and and we see this scene a few times and the lady straight up kills two hostages while she's trying to capture um kane hodder who is kind of one of the prisoners that's being checked in so it's kind of like this weird thing where she's kind of there checking him in but then i'm like you've straight up murdered two people and i know this so like are you are you bad are you good like what's going on and i wasn't sure whether he had like some sort of mind control or what he could do because he could do weird things as well it was Mm. all just like if you've not seen this movie you probably think i'm an absolute nutcase what i've just said there yeah but but that's the problem like this movie makes no goddamn sense and even now when i try to talk about it coherently i can't because it's incoherent like (laughs) no like i can't even give you like a breakdown of like the the pros and cons of the plot of this movie because it's not on any sort of scale that i can comprehend um it's it's a really bizarre one and we haven't seen anything like it um the two main characters as well the two agents like they're really atrocious like they're well, yeah, really you're surrounded by all these great actors that mm. are great genre actors and these two leads are just goddamn awful yeah they're terrible they're in way too many scenes and you never want them um and also like the fact that they're portraying these agents and it's like come off it like they're, they're just the way they look like they would never be special agents in a million years like it's the weirdest casting <laughs> i've seen in a movie for a very long time where mm. i was like i was waiting for the twist you know i was waiting for it to be like no they're not special agents they're like they're just these two scummers that we've like tricked into thinking well, that, they're special that's, that's agents in I, their thought, own I thought that was going to be part of the brainwashing weird Mm. vr thing that they were actually being checked in and maybe kane hodder was the agent like this big you know crazy agent that looks like a bad guy so 
yeah it's, it's weird the, the one thing i will say is i thought kane hodder was like really good and like considering how much of a muddled yeah. goddamn mess this is where yeah. he probably filmed one scene and then like didn't have to get to wait six months and then he's like getting on a bus to <clears film throat> scene. it's like the fact that he somehow managed to like he was the only decipherable character in this there entire were, movie there were two performances that i thought were really good and it was kane hodder and and that's incredible because Kane Hodder's in this movie quite a bit. Yeah, like, I'm very really unclear good. as to what he is. Like, does he have superpowers? Because he kind of gets shot and then kind of stands back up. And yeah, he, like I don't know what the hell he is, but whatever the hell he is, is he just he's Jason? Good. Like, yeah, yeah. Like I'm just used to Kane Hodder getting shot and standing mm. back up, so I'm I'm cool with that. But like, mm. it, yeah, in terms of his performance, he was really strong and really good. Um also just the the scene with sid hagen was fantastic just to yeah. see sid hagen. it just got me pumped for three for hell <laughs> yeah. i was just like oh yeah you're awesome like you're, you're gonna be amazing because he just straight up plays sid Haig in this scene that makes no goddamn sense <laughs> um i don't even want to unpack the scene because it, it makes zero sense but he was awesome in the scene yeah it was um, like just a fun little oh has sid Haig being sid yeah. Hagen? that's awesome because yeah. like say a lot of the um, actors like bill mosley yeah, he's just, he has to read such weird dialogue and it's such a weird performance where there's a there's a point later on in the movie which is supposed to be this like big fin- finale to the movie and the, the kind of you have these awesome horror icons they're all just standing there in these weird outfits that look yeah. like sort of space armor oh, from Halo, because, and, they, and yeah. they're just talking a, a load of mumbo jumbo sci-fi and you're like this is not what any of these actors are about <laughs> like i don't <laughs> understand what this is <laughs> like what like why is this such a convoluted mess like it should just be an insane asylum filled I with know. all these awesome actors like why is it some weird sci-fi it, thing it's it's you know how much we love sci-fi because... as well. It's not like we're against sci-fi. We no, love sci-fi. It's but like just that, poorly done. That was the bit that was incredible. You've got Michael Berryman standing next to Bill Mosley. And mm. I'm like, here we fucking go. We're getting the five. These are the bad guys. Like, shit's going to go down. They're going to be crazy. And at least that's going to be fun. Like, this movie sucks, but at least this scene's going to be fun. Mm. And then Michael Berryman, yeah, like you say, he's standing there wearing a fucking spaceman suit. Bill Mosley the same. And Bill Mosley is just spewing this, like incoherent babble that's kind of about religion kind of about sci-fi kind of about nothing and just Mm. kind of makes no sense the scene ends and our characters just move just walk away they just just straight walk away and and continue on this insanity train including kane hodder wandering around and Mm. i'm just like 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 we said beforehand the frustrating thing about this is that they've got such a good cast and they've just did they literally did nothing with them mm. um the fact that like people are going to listen to this show and maybe haven't seen this movie i can only imagine how confused you are by our conversation mm. on it right now and i think that just serves serves the point that this film is just it's it's insane how little sense it makes i almost feel like you, you know like the um abcs of death Mm. it kind of feels like that where they went right you film a two minute segment but we're not going to show it as 26 individual things we're going to show it as one feature you've got the same actors but you get this two minutes you get this two minutes and we're just in an insane asylum and they're kind of breaking out and yeah they're they're kind of the cops and these are kind of the bad guys just go with it yeah that's exactly what it feels like like the fact that there's only one attacher um one director (laughs) is like amazing to me because like you say it it really feels like at certain points in the production i mean i've never seen a movie more than this which kind of encapsulates a production hell because it it just it does feel like there were so many different ideas floating around and at some point there were some talented people working on it some point there were some unsatanted people because like 
talking about like the gore specifically there are certain scenes where the gore just looks terrible or they don't really shoot it well or you don't even get to see it and then there's some other scenes where it actually looks all right and there's like some decent Mm. practical effects there there's some good blood and gore you know what you'd want from a movie like this you know it's still very sparingly for what you'd want um but like even stuff like that where i'm just like this doesn't feel cohesive in any way shape or form and i guess that's what we expected going in but i wasn't expecting it to be this crazy um in terms of it feeling like a you know a cohesive thing yeah but like you say that they added so many crazy elements this whole sci-fi thing this whole kind of you know kane hodder being like somewhat supernatural you've got the 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 kind of religion aspect towards the, you know the, the guys at the end and you've got all this just crazy stuff going on when all i need is a crazy prison breakout like with these mm. like you know absolutely crazy killers um like i say i wanted it to be i mean i've got like i've gone long enough without kind of saying it really where basically it just needs to be funhouse massacre mm-hmm. like cat absolutely smashed the recommendations a few months ago because the two films that we've seen where it was kind of like a theme park horror and now there's prison breakage fun has mask and nails both of those way better than the two movies we've seen where you get the little promo video of them doing the murders then you get them breaking out and doing the murdery shit once they're breaking out and like that that's exactly what this movie needed to be. We needed to have more guards and we need to just have these guys breaking out, doing what they're doing, and you kind of you can go to the scene and there could just be Sid Haig in a room full of clown masks, like cutting someone up, go to the next scene and, and you know, and the rooms could be decorated so you could have this weird you know, different imagery that kind of are these weird vignettes that don't fit together. But it was almost like they were like, oh, shit, we've got such crazy scenes. We need to throw VR in. And then they're like, mm-hmm. well, well, if we have VR, then what does that mean? And, like, I would love to know this guy's mindset of how he went from, like, because at some point there must have been a script that made sense, right? I mean, I'm assuming what Gunner originally kind of, you know, had was a much more simplistic uh you know idea and i feel like then as things were made and as like footage got got like put together they're like well we we, we have to go back and reshoot and then like mm. i guess we can make it sci-fi like i just don't you know that I was just the don't thing. understand where it's come from like it was it was never the plot that was going to draw us to a movie like this it was no. just the idea of the idea on paper is all to do with the cast it's like you've yeah. got all these horror icons together and like you say just keep it simple have it as the most basic yeah. ass story possible and just let the actors shine and they took the absolute opposite route and and really tried to make it about yeah. the story and they spent so much time like you say making these actors say all these convoluted lines i mean like i say even though kane hodder is a really good performance some of his lines that he had to read where he's just talking absolutely <laughs> nonsense i'm just like what is he running on about yeah i'm just like chop someone's head off bro yeah exactly and like when there's lying around somewhere yeah exactly and those those moments those moments are so fleeting you know you really want those moments of like i mean one of the ones that was like the worst don't own the copyright for that like you go for it bro (laughs) one of the absolute worst scenes in terms of cameos for me was the danny treo scene which you might have forgotten about um he just popped up gets shot i was never seen again i was so confused by that scene like because i'm such a huge fan of him as well i was so angry i was like oh danny treo and i was like Mm. oh he's gone like is he are we gonna see this scene i wasn't sure whether it was going to be replayed a few times because we were very clearly in vr yeah danny treo and so i wasn't sure whether like um you know maybe maybe it was something like that um Mm. it it really like obviously we watched um mandy a few weeks ago and like Mm. that movie is a trip but 
you 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 know what's going on most of the times. Like it goes mm. crazy, but you can you you're following things, and you're like, okay, well that was weird, and like you know the whole Richard scene, kind of like he just you know he was Richard, and then then uh, Nick Cage moved on. But like we, you know, I I was cool with it, but and, and you know, ultimately it got to the point that you know I wanted it to. But like this movie just just does not have that. You know, you can have out of place scenes, but you have got to have something, some sort of bearing of reality. <laughs> like mm. this movie just makes me angry. I don't know if you can tell. Yeah, definitely. Um, there, there was one movie that kind of I've been thinking about post this that I just wanted to bring up was um was Puppet Master that we saw earlier this year. Yeah, I was strike. gonna I was gonna mention that as well actually because it's like again like not a good movie, you know. And if I have to really analyze it, there are certain things that I break down. But as more time has gone on, first of all, when I I watched it, I enjoyed it um yeah. secondly if you're gonna watch a puppet master movie in 2018 it's like right what do you want well you want puppets fucking shit up in cool deaths they yeah. absolutely delivered that and even though they take too long to get to it and we've already had that yeah. discussion about that overall <laughs> movie they delivered what i wanted that movie to be and so going yeah, to like the, the just thing... have the horror icons do cool yeah. deaths and i'd be satisfied yeah. well like, and, it's and, not hard you're 100 right that was 100 the point i was gonna make that i was literally like walking my dogs tonight thinking about puppet master when i when i was thinking mm. about this movie where i was just like actually i wanted this movie to be puppet master where i just got dumb kills and it delivers on it and puppet master you fast forward the first half an hour and you've mm. got a fantastic just crazy balls to the wall gory horror movie yeah. which is 100 you know if, if this movie you could fast forward the first 20 minutes of and get to like bill mosley sid haig just running around being crazy in a prison then great but we're gonna have to wait for free from hell from that so yeah like it's just kind of it is so disappointing because yeah i felt like when we talked about puppet master like a few times this year we've said like it's so easy to get right and they've got it fundamentally wrong and i actually kind of am starting to give credit to films like puppet master that just kind of mm. delivered on the dumb shit that i wanted like, yeah. like you say, when we talked about it for the show, we we're probably a little bit kind of damning on it because we have to talk about it in terms of like, you know, the the breadth of movies we've seen this year. Mm. But if you're going in wanting just some crazy kills and a fun time, you're going to get it. This movie will not give you that. Yeah, there are certain movies that don't require a further discussion. You, you yeah. sit down, you watch them, you feel satisfied, you move on with your life. Yeah. And like that's how I felt about Puff Master. Was like, yeah, I just want to talk fun. about the kills again. Be like, yeah, like oh, I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was it's sick. not something like, that I need to break down and analyze in the characters you know we obviously do that because we do that for all of the movies but as an experience it was like yeah they gave me what i wanted like the puppets they did fucked up shit cool like and that's exactly it's the junk food of horror and that's exactly what i wanted death house to be was like oh yeah you know remember that time when like kane hodder like skinned a woman that was cool but it's like you don't get any nah, of that shit in this movie happen, so remember the, remember the uh scene when bill mosley killed someone <laughs> oh no 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 because he just he just stands there and talks for five minutes remember when michael, michael berryman spoke in this movie oh, no. <laughs> like, that, that might have been for the best <laughs> hey man <laughs> <laughs> um remember yeah, when he told kind of put his like put his hand inside a victim and then it kind of looked like bad cg and effects but then i think it was mm. actually pretend like did he actually put his hand inside so, like what was going on with that yeah that's, i don't understand like i say the most confused i've been watching a movie for the show by far um i was yeah. just like what is this so yeah i mean w what is your recommendation of this movie don't fucking watch this movie <laughs> like how many movies have we seen this year over 50 now yeah i mean i'd say watch any movie we've seen this year like really give, give me give me one that's more frustrating and worse than this like Do you think this is the worst film we've seen this year probably 
Um, Man. Like, it's Do you a remember like statement. Victor Crowley and like Jeepers Creepers? Yeah, but there was some like cool kills in Victor Crowley. <laughs> like, and a couple of I mean? characters were actually and, quite like, funny. <laughs> and had a laugh. Yeah, yeah. And like, I mean, Jeepers Creepers at least had a plot. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, it had the creeper in it, which is, I guess, yeah. better than what we got from I, this. I just, I honestly just feel like Sid Haig was cool for 30 seconds and, and that was it in this movie that, that mm. gave me any sort of entertainment. Because as much as we said, like, Kane Hodder was good, I got zero entertainment from what he was doing. Because, yeah, I was just like, oh, he's actually got sucked. acting shots. Yeah. Like, I was surprised. Yeah. I want to exactly. see him in more stuff now. But, exactly. Yeah. But, but like, this, honestly, I think it's the worst movie we've seen this year. <laughs> um, because it's just, it's so easy to get right as well. Like, you know, mm. I'm not trying to have, like, this crazy, like, hallelujah moment. Like, the saw plot reveal twist at the end. I'm like, no, just, just give me cool people killing people. Like, yeah. that's all I need. So, yeah, yeah no, I... don't, don't watch this movie. It makes me angry. Like, we waited a long time for this. And, we you know, it was, it was fairly certain that it was going to suck but like from the production hell that it was in but i thought somehow it could be like salvageable fun mm. and it just wasn't like i i have not struggled to watch the end of a movie for a long time yeah, like, like there, it, it there felt are, so long and it was only yeah, 82 minutes <laughs> there are, there are a few movies that like we do for the show like like i don't stop watching movies i have to see it through to the end and there have been only a few movies that we've done that I've thought I'm only watching this because we're doing doing it for the podcast and I need to see it out for that reason. And this is definitely one of them. Hmm. Yeah, it's definitely a major disappointment. Like I wouldn't recommend it on any level, really, because I just think it's it's sad because it could have been something really cool. Yeah. Um, and it's a shame, really, because it's almost like this idea. It, it feels this way anyway now is like this idea has been tarnished now. You know, it's like you can't no one else could say like, hey, guys, we're going to get every horror icon together, because obviously the, the, the main kind of crux of this movie is that we see a lot of these movies a lot of these smaller productions where they can afford like a hey here's the scene with barbara crampton you know we talked about like puppet master robert, they had... robert england in front yeah, of they... it's exactly. a good movie god <laughs> keeps defending it um but yeah like we see that all the time when they can afford one person you know or like yeah, yeah here's the tony todd cameo in hellfest whereas it's a really cool idea to be like no 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 we're gonna get all these people yeah. um you just need to have it in a serviceable movie which this isn't it's so... a shame because it because it's obviously this is kind of gonna like legacy you know yeah. like he he penned this it was kind of his dream and for it for it to like not pan out you know in any way good is really disappointing um because obviously um one, one of the things that that was quite interesting in this the the character that never really came back when they when was it barbara or one of the other doctors was kind of scrolling through some patients and they show the leather lace was it called oh yeah like the, the female girl, yeah. the female leather face mm. i was like i want to watch her in a movie like i want yeah. that to be a texas chainsaw massacre sequel like that was like texas the best chainsaw shot scene in whole leather, movie. leather lace and yeah. kind of was that not um gonna like in that as well um I don't know. he he was in the movie yeah yeah as like because uh, because she would be in this kind yeah of, yeah and so i'm like was was that something that gunner had shot or got together obviously pre-hand because like that was mm. one of the best scenes in the movie and i'm like yeah. i wonder i wonder like how many movies were made in this process mm. and then like and then like clipped into one because like i say it was completely out of context but that was like i say i'd, I'd straight up watch a level ace movie yeah. Is it called Levelace? I feel yeah, I think she was, wrong, yeah. But it but it sounds right as well. No, yeah. that was that was a really cool bit. But yeah, the, this like there's she straight up movies... looked like Gunner as well. Like yeah. the way she was moving and kind of like you know, the build and everything. It it was really good. I was like, holy shit, that's Leatherface. Like when yeah. when she, when they first popped up. So yeah, that was awesome. 
there, there are certain movies that we cover for the show where it's like oh you know we, we watch it and it might not be good and i just kind of move on but this is one that definitely makes me sad um yeah, yeah. it's sad for everyone involved like I'm, I'm i feel sorry for all the actors i feel oh, sorry i'm angry for... bro i'm angry I just feel sad because it's clearly they wanted to try and make something and it just it just didn't come together. And that that really bums me out because I'm sure at a certain point in time, you know, all they all had good intentions. They all thought this was going to be a fun thing. And for it to just not be entertaining, I think, is like the biggest downfall because, yeah, yeah. you're only making this for a certain type of people. Like it's a very minuscule audience, which is people that listen to the show are going to want to yeah. care about a movie like this. And it's a real shame that we can't sit here and be like, yeah, we had a good time with it. Um so that's kind of my biggest takeaway from it, really. But uh, yeah, that was our discussion on Death House. Uh, we will take a short break and we'll be right back. yeah we do have uh, a question and a comment uh, this week of course you can always find us on twitter at shb pod um first of all we had a comment about this movie <laughs> we have to keep talking about it god damn um, it i thought it was over oh <laughs> uh, yeah so thank you to cat i know she, this was one that she was very excited for for a very long time um she says uh, do you remember the original lineup uh, i read a review that said robert england doug bradley etc had made the right choice by stepping away um i'll admit this is my disappointment of the year i'll watch it again but just to try and work it all out <laughs> um <laughs> Who was that comment from? Sorry, uh, cat. Oh, cat! Don't watch this again. <laughs> don't do it to yourself. Yeah, like, please don't do that. You've already recommended better movies. Go watch them. <laughs> like yeah. this. Yeah, I mean, we already said like you know the 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 people that were announced that didn't kind of keep keep um keep themselves attached to this project. I have more respect for now. <laughs> like, mm. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, well played, Robert. Well played, Doug. Like you know. Yeah, you, you you saw that you saw the uh, inevitable kind of train wreck that was going to happen. You know, you, you final destination yourselves out of it. Like mm. you done well, because um, it's it's a shame. Like it really is. Because yeah, it could have it could have been something really special. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, it sucks that you obviously didn't enjoy that as well. Because I know you were looking forward to it a lot, like uh, we were. But sadly, they don't always work out. Unfortunately. Um, but yeah, we do have a uh, question. Hey, you want to well. hear? You want to hear disappointment? Listen to our Saw Legacy episode. <laughs> or it's not called episode. Saw Legacy. <laughs> you always think it's called that. I like um, to call it Saw Legacy. Yeah. No. Yeah. That is what true. You want to hear? You want to hear disappointment? Like. <laughs> hear two guys watch uh, seven films in prep for it, <laughs> <laughs> and then go watch fucking Jigsaw. <laughs> At least we got to see six good movies prior to it. <laughs> like, true. True. And, um, and a movie that was coherent. Yeah. That's true. It's definitely coherent. Um, but yeah, we got a question from Cody. Um, he says, uh, hey guys, here's my question. Uh, what are your top three most anticipated movies of 2019? Um, and what are your top three unanticipated movies of 2019? Yeah, so I guess we'll, we'll kind of go into it more because obviously we're going to have our um our your our annual uh, upcoming horror movie list at the start of next year, um because there might be some stuff we're forgetting. But I feel like this would be a nice oh, way yeah. to just what is the movies that are like kind of off the top of our head. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess it goes without saying. Obviously, the number one one. If it was like gun to my head, you can only watch one movie that's going to be released in 2019. It would obviously be Free from Hell. Hell um, yeah. The hype train else. is yeah. just, you know, at this point. There's a hype train for a real, guys. Oh, um, my God. I'm I'm so excited about it. Like, 
like I said, the only thing this movie did for me that we've just watched is give me a little bit of Sid Haig. And I'm like, oh, man, I just <laughs> want to see Free From Hell. Like, I want to see uh, him in prison, like, actually being good. Yeah, like, playing that character with the clown makeup on. Like, yeah, I, I can't wait. Um, so, yeah, that'd obviously be the number one. Um, I feel like another one as well, again, it kind of goes without saying, but, like, when you're having part two of, you know, what was our movie of the year last year in 2017, um, obviously It, so It Chapter 2, um has to be in the top three as well um i'm sure you agree with that um and then yeah for me like uh, this is where it gets difficult because then there are two that i'm very much excited for um but as we discussed earlier like i'm such a huge fanboy of jordan peele now and kind of just obsessed with what he's going to be doing next obviously we know his new movie us comes out in march um we know next to nothing about it and, and I almost, want it to remain the same yeah. until I'm sat in the cinema. Oh, can you imagine? Like, I would love it if there was no trailers, no yeah. hype, just like, hey, I want it, I want it to be like Cloverfield, man. Like, mm. they can just release, like, this teaser that makes no fucking sense and then just, like, go see it. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, like, that That for me is, like, even though I know literally nothing about us yeah. and, there, and there are other movies in 2019 that we know more about that are probably yeah, more I mean, bankers, but I just can't wait for that. I mean, I definitely know what the other one is, and I'd, I'd say that would be my third choice. And, mm. and that's um happy death day to you like the second i saw that trailer i am so pumped for that i'd say that that's probably behind uh three from hell for me yeah um because like it just looks like a banker doesn't it i'd be so surprised uh, if that's not great yeah well because the first one you know we saw that we saw the initial trailer for the first one and it instantly was one of my most anticipated movies and then it delivered more than i could possibly imagine so now just seeing the trailer for the next one and that already has me pumped and i know they can deliver like i think it's gonna be fantastic i cannot wait yeah definitely so yeah there's a lot of stuff um oh yeah cody did say his top three as well mm. um so yeah his top three uh happy death day to you so he definitely yeah, agrees yeah, with us on that one um it chapter two as well so again uh in line with us uh but he does have one different um he's looking forward to the curse of lala ronna um we we talked about this one a few weeks ago i think briefly because i know the director of this this is his first movie but he's already tapped mm. to be doing the conjuring free yeah that's crazy isn't it yeah so so kind of i guess i don't know much about this movie so i like like cody definitely get in touch with us like why is this movie anticipated for you is it just because of the the kind of connection i guess to the conjuring or is it just this movie alone you know is there stuff about it that excites you because i don't really know too much about it um no because it's quite a weird one isn't it because i i thought it was like in the can and like uh hmm. just just hasn't come out yet but i might be completely wrong yeah like i think that's Cause right because i'm pretty I sure we looked that he was doing conjuring 3 and we're like holy shit he has his horror movie that's not even out yet but obviously you know mm. glad it's got a release and yeah it's definitely on our radar and then we know that you know you're looking forward to it yeah definitely um so yeah definitely let us know if you thought um, of some that you're not kind of jazzed about because there's a couple that springs to my mind yeah, I mean, there's only one, you know, like, we, we don't really negative, and I know that Cody will disagree with this. Um, <laughs> That's why I thought I'd bring it up. <laughs> but um, we'll, we'll kind of talk about it, I guess, in the future, but it's just, like, the Child's Play remake is something that we're so adamantly against. Um, from, like, a personal standpoint, really, just because of the the way it's been made and it, how it feels like such a slap in the face to the original creators mm. who we're such huge fans of. Um, it's rare in the horror community where it really does feel like such a fight, um, where it really does feel like, I can't remember exactly the production company that are making this but it is very much like a fuck you like we just have the rights we're gonna make this we're gonna try and make a quick fuck um yeah obviously aside from that like i wish them well in terms of the director yeah because i think like i hope they make a good movie as well like yeah because because 
Cody kind of messaged us and made a point on it that obviously, like, being a big fan of Child's Play, which we are, like, excited to see more Chucky, and I can completely understand that. Like, I want to see Chucky being awesome as well. Mm. Um, It's just when, like, we've got, like, so much history on the filmmakers that have made kind of, you know, Don and all of his crew that have made all of these Child's Play movies, and they've openly come out and kind of said how much they dislike this idea that that upsets me enough to kind of, yeah, I'm really not wanting to see this movie. Um, and like we said, the 30 year canon, which is still being made yeah. today, you know, with the TV series upcoming, it's like such a slap <clears throat> in the face to yeah. what they're built really. So that was the I only one. Say, thing. I don't know if there's um, anything else for you. Well, not, not like unanticipated, but one that I have like zero buzz for. And I feel like I definitely should is pet cemetery. Mm. Um, and it's a real weird one because it's a movie that I like the original of. I, I like the idea of the remake. I just kind of saw the trailer and was just kind of like, like, it looks good, I guess, but I just don't know if I really need to see it. And it felt like it was treading very similar ground to the original. And I just, mm. I don't know, like I had, I had zero buzz for it. Um, which really surprises me. Like, you know, certainly not on the same ilk as like the Charles play reboot, but, but yeah, I'm definitely not as pumped for it as I really thought I would be. Yeah, like, like I agree with you. Like the trailer did nothing for me, and I think that's interesting because of the fact that the Stephen King adaptations have been so hit mm. for us in mm. for the show. You know, we've loved it. We've loved Gerald's game, and and, and you know, uh, it's it's interesting to see another one of these that isn't so much on our hype radar. But yeah, like I'm definitely down for watching. Oh I yeah, agree with you yeah. That the trailer did well. Just I really thought, like you say, with those two things being considered and kind of Pet Cemetery being a movie that I quite enjoy. Like I thought I'd be really up for it. At, you know and it and it yeah it's really not there at all for me which is a shame yeah definitely um so yeah thank you for that question cody um just to sort of finish this off this week i just remembered that um i watched a couple of blu-rays recently um these aren't arrow ones unfortunately um which is always a shame but um it's basically i don't know if we talked about it on the news but they're doing like a lot of these john carpenter um sort of 4k restorations um i believe it's (coughs) Uh, studio canal right put these out and they basically they did a few theatrical releases so obviously they did like halloween a while ago um and they did very limited uh, theatrical releases for these next like wave of these four movies um the other two which i haven't got is the fog and army of darkness um but the two that i did pick up uh was escape from new york and they live um right which I haven't seen either of those in such a long time. And um, They Live was the one that I was like really, really wanting to get. So I, I picked that up and I watched it over the weekend. And man, it's still such a good movie. Um, it's it's crazy that like no sequels to this movie. There isn't really anything kind of that's like copied it. And the fact that it's so on the nose still in 2019 and yeah. kind of like its, <laughs> its social message is insane. <clears throat> like you say, it sounds like something that could really work. Yeah, 100%. You know, it's like when I recently watched Maniac Cop and it's like, it's crazy yeah, that these yeah. themes are still live. You know, like They Live would be perfect for a remake. Um, and yeah, uh, Roddy Piper is like so good in the lead performance. Like, it's definitely one of my favorite Carpenter movies for sure. Like, he obviously has like such a huge amount. Like, even just rewatching this, I'm like, oh, I'm really in the mood to rewatch the thing. Um, and obviously, I'm going to be watching Escape from New York at some point this week, which I cannot nice. wait for. Um, but yeah, I kind of wanted to talk to them because they're really cool as well. Like, it's obviously they're not Arrow, but they're um, they're really cool. Like, limited edition. You know, they have the the whole thing of you get the poster, the booklet. Um, they're yeah, four discs as well which is pretty cool. insane 
Yeah, because it's like a ultra HD as well, which I don't even know how you play. Is that like an ultra? Do you need like an ultra yeah, HD, you need a player, HD player? Yeah. yeah. Um, but then you get a Blu-ray as well, which is nice. obviously still great. Um, but yeah, they're really, yeah. really nice. So yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to checking them out. And, and kind nice. of the other two as well. Like I haven't, I've never seen the other two movies. Oh, you should definitely um, check out Fog, man. Like it's really yeah. Good. Right, I'll, I'll have to get that as well because yeah. now I've got two of them. I'm like, oh, I'm already halfway there on the set. So yeah, it's great. It's great. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, um, um, I, I, I finally got around to watching uh, Troll Two, and oh, the, yeah. the, the accompanying documentary, best worst. Oh, movie. did you watch the documentary? Yeah, yeah. I watched a documentary. What if did any, you think of? Well, I have never seen Troll Two. Hmm. Um, so I, I saw the documentary <laughs> years ago before I saw the movie, and then obviously I recently watched yeah. them both. <laughs> so I've seen Troll One a ton of times, and we spoke <laughs> about that how much we like that movie. Um, yeah, and I still genuinely think it's a good movie. Like, come at me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, um, I you should definitely watch the documentary before you watch Troll, Tr- Troll Two, <laughs> because watching yeah. the documentary is goddamn hilarious. Like seeing yeah. this guy <laughs> go on, like, he's like a dentist. <laughs> yeah, this dentist that starred in this movie that that starts off being embarrassed talking about it, then gets like mm. caught up in the hype train and starts to believe he could be a genuine actor. And then yeah. it has the greatest moments ever, where he's at a horror convention and just completely yeah. derails, <laughs> and yeah. just self combusts, and then and then kind of goes back to his normal life. <laughs> like I yeah. love it so much. The documentary was fantastic. What, what were the director as well like so oh so much God. of it feels like you're watching yeah, the, the office the, like it feels like it's not oh, a real it thing. really does yeah the director's like heckling his own cast and getting angry like it's fantastic <laughs> the documentary's so good and when you know, it's amazing isn't it yeah and then and then like watching the movie first um the movie sucks <laughs> but, but has has like this really fun charm to it and it almost gets more charming the more you get into it um mm, because you because you kind of <laughs> to begin with you kind of feel like it might be a serious movie and then kind of mm. when you get introduced to every character that sucks as an actor then you kind of slowly start to realize what it is um and yeah by the end of it um the uh, you know i was kind of laughing and, and having good fun and i feel like if I'd have just seen the documentary first and kind of really understood the vibe, because they do a great job in the yeah. in the documentary of of completely slamming the movie, but also saying like it's really fun and like people just have a great laugh watching it, and I could definitely understand that. Like um, they they speak to people that have obviously like throw parties and watch it every year. I'd one hundred percent go to one of them parties. It'd be a, <laughs> it'd be a great goddamn time. Yeah, they have, like, the T-shirts with the quotes on them and stuff. Yeah, like. yeah, you know, and it just kind of, you know, it really reminds me of, like, when, uh, like, in Scream, when Randy's watching Halloween and he's, like, talking everyone through it. Like, people are just shouting over it, like, and just kind of having a great time and, like, watching this movie. And, yeah, it's a great double bill. Uh, mm. But definitely do it documentary, then movie, not movie, then documentary. Yeah. Yeah, I, I loved it. Like you say, the, the documentary is one of those really awesome kind of time and a place, really, because you have like the young, he's like the kid actor in Troll yeah. 2 is essentially the director of the documentary. <clears throat> so he's obviously very personally attached to the movie and has all these memories. But then they do a great job of explaining kind of like the time and the place. You know, you have this like foreign cast and crew in America making this low budget yeah. movie about goblins. But then they like renamed it Troll 2 <laughs> to try and kind of piggyback on Troll. I loved it when they did a and a with the director. Yeah. And like, why did you call this? movie uh troll 2 when there are no trolls in 
yeah and he just didn't understand it at all he was like so angry oh, oh. it was it was so good but yeah like how they talk about how no one was given the script for the movie and no yeah. one knew what they were actually making and like the fact that people didn't know that the movie came out like yeah you know the lead actor or the, the one you just saw it on like dad. hbo yeah, just you? just like saw he was on hbo and was like holy shit like it's it's an incredible story and um yeah i think the fact that the the child actor has gone on to direct this documentary it almost means that he has like free reign to kind of mm. kind of you know just be as you know harsh on it as he possibly wants to be because yeah. he was the star in it so like mm. you know he's mocking himself more than anything so um yeah no it's a, it's a really it's a fun double bill and i'm really glad that it's out there and like i say you've got one great movie as well so you know, yeah great little box yeah like yeah, that box set's so great because, like I say, you couldn't really get those before in that. You know, this was the first time you could get the documentary on Blu-ray, for example. Yeah. And um, seeing that as a collection, like, obviously Troll is funny because, like you say, it has nothing to do with Troll 2 and <laughs> Best Worst Movie. But at least, you, like you say, you get a genuinely fun movie and then you get this wacky, like, double bill experience. Like, it's it was 100% worth the purchase, for sure. Um, if you're into these old school weird horrors, like, it's one of the most fun ones you could throw on by far. Um, I feel like I haven't watched one since, like... <laughs> I watched like Doom Asylum and Microwave Massacre. So I'm definitely, yeah, I feel like it just peaked where I was like, it's not going to get better than Microwave Massacre. No, but, it um, won't. It won't. I'll have to try and find some old Bruce Campbell movies. I'm sure they'll, they'll Oh, there's, there's um, plenty of them. Now that I just said Bruce Campbell as well, that, did, that does remind me for kind of, I guess, a PSA, uh, Ash vs. Evil Dead season one just got added to Netflix UK. Um, so if for some unknown reason you haven't seen this absolute gem of a show, check it out now. Um, I'm not going to lie it won't. genuinely thought it was on Netflix already. <laughs> no, it just got added. <laughs> like I watched the first episode the other night and I was like, oh, this is such a good show. Um, but yeah, that was, that was this week's show. Obviously... We don't have many more weeks now until our sort of year ender. Um, we're, I know we're very, both of us are very excited to check out Leprechaun um, next week. Um, I mean, I'm sure that won't both, disappoint both us. us. I said both of us are very excited <laughs> I mean, to check I out mean, Leprechaun. one of us is excited about it, bro. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you're excited. <laughs> it's not me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's going to be awesome. Um, let's let's it, put it this way. Like a... I'm going to make my top 10 list before I see that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Are you just going to reserve like the number one spot? Yeah? Like just like Correct. get the get the rubber rub out upgrade and just stick Leprechaun in. There, yeah, I right? mean, I mean, it's balanced for number two. Let's be honest. Upgrade <laughs> movie of the year, goddammit. Um, but yeah, I'm glad we'll, you we'll, reminded we'll me of it. that, so I'll be have that fresh in my mind for the year end. I mean, it's yeah, not. Bro. I mean, it's not going to remotely get anywhere near anything, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> it is but my yeah. List. <laughs> but yeah, that was episode uh, one hundred and twenty-four. Uh, thanks for listening, as always, and we'll see you again very soon. See you later, everyone. I never could, how could I start that?